Spot On is sponsored by the Wellbeing Project here at Boston University. This project is a new campus-wide initiative to support students' health and wellness during their time at the university. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about the Wellbeing Project. You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. So, so excited. This is the beginning of season three. Oh, my goodness. Of spot on. I am so, so excited. And you know what? A, a way to kick off the third season of spot on is with a fresh start. And, you know, oftentimes people want to make changes, whether it's in the new year or it's a new semester or a new season or it's Monday, right? whatever it is. So we are going to kick off the season of Spot On with just that, a fresh start. So I want to go to the streets and ask folks, what is your new year's resolution or your new semester changes you want to make and how are you going to accomplish it? My New Year's resolution is to travel more next year, and the way I do it is just by doing it without thinking too much. My New Year's resolution is to eat healthier, and by doing this, I'm going to eat out less and plan in advance my foods for the week so that I'm not stuck last minute hungry, and my only option is salty, unhealthy processed foods. My goal in the new year is to follow the vegan diet. I am not expecting myself to be perfect, but I would like to see if I can reduce my dairy, eggs, and animal product intake in the new year. Well, currently I spend six hours a day on my phone, so my New Year's resolution is to spend less than an hour a day on my phone. I definitely have to stop eating so much sugar, and also I definitely need to get more sleep, but... I just have no idea how I'm going to get more sleep. Actually, I don't know how I'm going to stop eating sugar either. This is a really, really exciting episode today on Spot On. You know, people like to change habits that are not so good into good habits. And oftentimes, they like to do it around a certain date, whether it's the first of the year, like New Year's resolution, or it could be the start of a semester, or it could be the change in the seasons. I got my guest on the line here, and she's going to explain all this uh, for me. She is a superstar, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified yoga teacher from New York City. Her name is Carrie Gans, and uh, I'm scared to have this interview with her because whenever we're together, all we do is laugh, and I can't have 30 minutes of straight laughing because I want to make sure we learn something about this. But Carrie Gans is the author of The Small Change Diet. She is a Shape Magazine Advisory Board member. I don't know when you're going to tell me that, Ms. Gans. She's a blogger for the U.S. News and World Report, and she has something called The Kerry Report, which is her bi-monthly blog and newsletter, which you're going to definitely have to log on and um, subscribe to, and we're going to put all this information on the Spot Odd Facebook page. 
page so you can easily uh, get linked to Carrie Gans. She has a, a no-nonsense fun approach to healthy living, and uh, she's a sought-after nutrition expert. She has conducted thousands of media interviews, and she's been in outlets such as, well, Shape, because she's on the advisory board, hello, but Glamour, Self, Women's Day. She was on the Dr. Oz Show, ABC News, Good Morning America, Fox. My goodness gracious, I don't know how she has time to work. So with this, I want to welcome Carrie Gans on Spot On. Hello there. How are you doing, my dear? So excited to be on with you. I've been I've been wanting this for so long. Okay, so calling in for New York City. Yes. So tell us, Miss Carrie Gans, you know, this tends to be the time of year. Well, I guess there's no more just time of year, but often landmarks um, uh, during the year, people want to make changes. And I, I was reading up on this, and you know, I, I, your book, The Small Change Diet, which is just basically how you do this, how to snip off little things to make changes in your life. So I, I'm going to refer to this as a, a fresh start. You know, the fresh start, whether it's the beginning of the year or the beginning of the season, um, or the semester, or the uh, spring, or whatever you want to do, but sort of making towards healthier changes in a person's life and how to do it. Because unfortunately, I always do my homework, Carrie, and um, the research tells us that fewer than 10% of the people that you know want to make these fresh changes or fresh start, they can't keep to it for more than a few months or as little as six weeks. So why did they abandon it? What's going on here? Oh, that is so depressing, right? <laughs> Less than 10%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. I think it's because what I've seen is that people try to change too much, too much, too quickly. Right. They have these grandiose ideas, and then they can't follow suit. Right, right. So they're basically setting themselves up for failure. Right. And I think that's the problem. I mean, who doesn't want to be successful? Right, right. And, you know, um, I, I can remember this. You know, I used to be in private practice 100 years ago, and um, I once had this accountant, um, uh, high-up uh, accountant, came to my office, and he wanted to lose weight. And, um, Carrie, it was like the end of uh, March. And um, I, I looked at him, and, I, and I'm looking at, you know, at, at his occupation, right. and I look up, and you know, you know, because you, you're a counselor in New York City, you have a wide private practice, and you know what I'm going to say, because I can hear you smirking already. So here, <laughs> I, here I have an accountant in March, right. wants to come to me and try to lose weight, and I'm looking at him, and I said, honey, I'd like to help you, but why don't you come back on April 16th, the yeah. day after <laughs> April 15th, when all the taxes are due, and yeah. then you and I can sit down. Like, and, what are you be a little more realistic. Like, right. why not pick the worst possible time of your life to decide to make change? Right. Hello. No, and so he said, you know, you're right. I said, I'm going to leave you with one thing to do, and that's it, and then I'm not seeing you to April 16th. Right. But, and you said, and that will be X amount of money for that advice. Yeah. Oh, I discounted it, so stop. All right, so so that's that's a really, really good expert uh, thing. In other words, don't do multiple things at one time. Is there a magic number of how many changes? You know what? Here's the thing, Joan. We're all different, okay? I, is there a magic number? I'm going to say no. But what I'm going to say that I, I see the average is, believe it or not, one. Yeah. One thing at a time. I mean, what's the hurry? Right. I think in one of the articles that you, you mentioned or that you, that you read and maybe you're going to share is that you know, the average person today might live, hopefully, to 100 years old. 
So if you're in college right now and you might live hopefully to 100 years old, what's the hurry? Right. I never... You know, <laughs> let's, let's get this right. Right, right. And that should be with so many things in one's life. I mean, not being in such a hurry. I mean, just take a breath, slow down. And think, okay, I want to do X, Y, or Z. Maybe you want to do all X, Y, and Z. But start with one. Right, right. And then really try your best. And then once you've developed a new habit, then say, hey, you know what? That worked well. I'm feeling really good about this. Let me try something else. But if you put on like three, four, five, six things that you want to change at once, come on. Right. It's just it, it it can't happen. I mean, it, maybe for some, but not for all. You know, you're you're right about that. And we're in this instant gratification society where you know we don't um, we need an answer. We need an answer now. We Google it. Move on. Uh, you know, if I need <laughs> right. a reservation, can't get it. We'll find another one on the app. Right. It's like, and so that's so interesting that you said that. That you know you're going to live so longer. So why don't you almost savor this experience of changing a habit? And, you know, as you change habits, you learn from it, and then you can apply that to the next one. You can't know. Right. You can say, I want to change something. Right. Okay, let's suppose for for, for conversation, um, a student right now says, you know what? I really want to get more sleep. I just, I don't know, it's one of my biggest problems. It just affects me then throughout the day. I want to get more sleep. Okay. So then you just concentrate on that. You maybe don't choose during exam time right. to conquer this. Maybe you're, you know, you're not doing it another time where there's a lot of parties and stuff going on. Pick, pick a somewhat reasonable time. And then say, okay, I might not wake up the next day after getting, I'm just saying, maybe a half hour more sleep and feeling that much different. Because like you said, they want the immediate gratification. Well, maybe it's not there. But don't give up so soon. Let's give it a week. Let's mm-hmm. give it two weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's give it three weeks. Stick with it. See by just even getting a half hour if it makes a difference. And then maybe upping it to an hour. And then maybe that's all you need for now. Right. You know, also don't start saying, I need to literally get four more hours sleep a night or else. It's that or else that becomes the problem. Right, right. So you're chipping and away at it. Yeah, and maybe also what you learn about that. You're like, oh, from getting more sleep now, I've learned. All right, so that's doable. Now I find I have more energy. Maybe I can now start exercising a little Hmm. because I have more energy. Hmm. Maybe, and I think your parents are going to like this one, maybe I can spend a little less money on Starbucks. (laughs) <laughs> okay, or whatever your coffee of choice is, because you don't need as much caffeine. So one change can create other change. And, and you know, Carrie, is that why you wrote that book, you know, The Small Change Diet, is because, you know, over years, this is how you uh, addressed all, you know, changes. That's what how I saw, yes, that's how I saw with working with patients. It's, you know, there's like, maybe I could say there's 10 things I'd like a person to change that I think would be beneficial for their health. But I would never, upon their first visit, leave them with a plan to change all 10. Mm -hmm. We'd work on one. And really, we'd also make it more concrete. So instead of just saying, like, let's use the sleep example, I want to get more sleep. Well, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. How much? 
starting with. So you start with something. It's like the patient who ate no vegetables, and they want to all of a sudden, you know, the recommendation is eat, to eat three to five servings of um, vegetables a day. I don't expect them to eat five servings of vegetables. Mm-hmm. I'm happy if they eat one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even care what kind of vegetable that was. Meaning, I mean, some will argue, oh, iceberg lettuce. I mean, that's a conversation for another time. I'd say, hey, if that's the only lettuce you like, enjoy. Yeah. Because maybe by doing that, it might feed into other better habits. Right, right, right. And I have to just, you know, I have to do a public service announcement here. Iceberg lettuce is a wonderful source of, of folic acid. And stop picking on iceberg lettuce. Hey, okay. hello. Right. Yeah, yeah, I hello. order a wedge all the time. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you know why? Because I wedge. I might not do the blue cheese dressing, but it's always, I love a good wedge. Because you know something? New York City, that's the hottest salad in New York City now. This wedge, <gasps> The wedge has come back. The wedge. The wedge is back. The wedge is the back. The wedge. Okay, so um, getting now, now we know that we want to be focusing on one thing um, at a one time. One thing at a time. And the next thing is once you've identified it, you need to make it measurable. Okay. Okay, so you say you're going to do something. Well, what does that mean? How do you... Check in with yourself. So, you know, if you want to uh, work out more, instead of it's just, again, saying I want to do something more, is it that you want to add one more class a a week, maybe, you know, a spin, a a yoga class, uh, just going to the school gym? What is it? And, And say, is it one more time? And instead of just using a bra, I want to work out more. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. So in other words, you want to make a measurable small steps. Okay, I don't want this to be all about me, but what the heck, this is my podcast. So, <laughs> so I can't stand weight training. I, okay. Carrie, I can't stand it. Now, I walk five to seven miles a day easy. I, so yes. cardiovascularly, I could like outwalk you. But I ah, can't. We'll see. Go I, on. Okay, okay. So um, <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. So how do I break that down? To get okay, training. so first of all, if you hate it, I'm going to say then don't do it. Oh, but I know I, I mean, need to do simple. it. that simple. No, what do you mean you need? There's other ways. Okay. I'm going to tell you that you need to start doing some yoga. I mean, that is always my answer for everything. I mean, you can do other weight-bearing exercise. You don't have to lift weights if you really hate it. That's very, very interesting because I, I never thought about that. I, and I, you know, I realize that you're, I, you teach yoga in New York City, so you're just trying to get all the New Yorkers to come to your class. But, but, <laughs> and but, people from Boston, and the, you know, yeah, wherever, they, wherever right, they want to come from. Right. That's a great idea because what you're trying to say is, I can't, you know, I can't stand going to the gym and pulling down those machines. I can't stand it. But what you're saying is I can go in a different door. You can go and find, okay, you have to change the direction of your thoughts. Okay. So what do the weights offer? It's strength training. Right. Okay, so, yes, you mentioned earlier, you know, we want immediate gratification. Right now you could Google it or we could ask Siri or Alexa. You know, some good ideas for strengthening our bones, our muscles. Uh, what would they recommend? And see what comes up. There's going to be other things besides just lifting weights. Yoga is, hap- I mean, happens to be another form. I mean, downward-facing dog chaturangas you you are strengthening okay so there's other ways that's really really interesting so in other words if you have um a habit that you want to change in other words seek out there may be well, very many, a lot a lot more alternatives yeah, that might be you. comparable but you'll get the same effect right right the right. other way to look at it forget what i just said mm-hmm. and the other way to look at it would be to make that more fun so what would make lifting weights more fun to you 
would it be if I lived in Boston and we did it together? Yes. <laughs> okay, check. See where I'm going check. With this? Check. Okay. okay. All right. So now that's. So making something more fun. Right. Is it having, you know, a friend to do it with? Right. Is it listening to a great podcast? Oh, I know of one on your headphones while you're working out. What can you do to make it more enjoyable? That's another way to look at it. Yeah. So again, you want to be doing things that, that you don't dread. I love when I've been asked this question. What's the best exercise I could do? <laughs> Duh. The one that you will actually do. Right. Okay. So, I mean, when people ask me that, well, or they'll say, what's the best time of day to exercise? My response, well, what time will you actually go? Mm. So we're all different here. And I think that's what it comes down to. You don't like lifting weights, Joan. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't either. Um, I've chosen another form of exercise. So have you. Okay? So here's the thing. You're walking. That's just doing amazing, amazing things for your body right now. Maybe just focus on that. Oh, stop. I'm blushing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to Google that. I'm going to Google and figure out how to get these yeah. arms really. And then you'll get back to us all. And I'll let you know. Right. <laughs> I had read that um, it's very important to have an, a, a reward. Uh, a Chicago a study at University of Chicago found that the predictor that people would keep their long-term, you know, habits, or in my case, trying to, uh, you know, get strengthen my muscles, is if they received an immediate reward. Now, why do you think right. that? People like to congratulate themselves in some form. I mean, I would like to think that the reward lots of time would be the physical outcome. Mm -hmm. So lifting weights, maybe you feel stronger and you can get your suitcase up into the overhead compartment easier without having to ask for help. I think that could be a good reward, even though I don't mind asking for help. But I think some people, they just like something concrete. You know, that's interesting that you said that, Miss Carrie Gans, because what this article said, and was very, very important, that the reward should be more intrinsic, just like right. what you said. In other words, that you feel better. Or, you're right, Carrie, I can't get that overhead thing up there. I can't do it. I Only if only if it's a tissues that are in the overhead <laughs> bin. Because if it starts becoming, you know, my boots and my outfits, I can't I lift the baby. I can't. I, I get it. I, I know. totally understand. Yep. And I do wish that more people would offer to help, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> okay. Instead of me having to look sometimes at people like, yes. I would like a little assistance, even though sometimes I'm like, no, 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 I got this. Okay, just because. Right. Does this reward chip, when I read about this and read about the study about the reward should be intrinsic, I, I flashed back to uh, grammar school. And remember when you used to get those exams and you got um, all the stickers on it? You know, like uh, I, I don't. We didn't. I don't remember getting stickers. Well, that meant you really weren't that good. But I got <laughs> stickers, and, and like if it was Halloween, I got a pumpkin sticker. You know, on, uh, on, well, on, I'm a big fan of stickers today. <laughs> I think stickers are great. Okay, so next time you see me, I oh. would like one. Okay. Um, but I think that here's the thing: to find, unfortunately, a lot of the rewards that I'm going to suggest. Okay. 
you know, it might cost money. That's the unfortunate thing. Okay. So, so what would be some rewards, you know? You know, uh, I mean, it could be for somebody, and this is going to sound, I mean, I don't want to sound sexist because it could be for anybody, okay? Mm-hmm. Not just, just not female, but it could be a manicure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay? That's right. Mm-hmm. For anyone, mm-hmm. okay? It could be like, oh, maybe you've been doing your workouts at the school gym or, or on your own, just going for a run. Maybe there's a class you want to attend that might cost mm. a little money. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your special treat for yourself because you've been sticking with your workouts. Mm-hmm. So you, you pay for a class, but remember to tell them you're a student and hope that they give student discounts. Maybe it's doing something with a group of friends. So mm-hmm. it's a social event that you organize with a group of people because in your mind you've done such and such and now it's time to celebrate mm-hmm. with friends. And that celebrating doesn't necessarily mean going to, well, you can't drink because you're underage, all mm-hmm. of you. But for those of you who are older, and it doesn't need to necessarily be around food or drink. It mm-hmm. could be celebrating going to go bowling, um, just doing a fun outing, going on a hike, doing something together. You know, that brings us to, to an interesting thing you said about friends. You know, when you're trying to make a changes or having a fresh start, I'd like to call it, is can your friends help or hinder you? They could do both. They could do both. And that becomes difficult. Because everyone always says, surround yourself with people who lift you up. Mm. I mean, I, I, I get that. I like it. I mean, I'm not, and I know I first sounded a little sarcastic in my tone, but sometimes that's hard. You know, sometimes it's hard that friends that might not, it's not that they're not lifting you up on purpose. It's that they just can't. So in other words, if you're, Carrie, if you're a procrastinator uh, and, and you, know, you know, when I was in college, I was the one that always got the... Uh, the paper in two weeks early, but if you're a procrastinator <laughs> and you, you know, are always the last minute and then you're stressing out, should you uh, hang out with more organized people? You probably should. You should find people that are a little bit more organized. And you that, know, find your faults mm-hmm. and try to surround yourself a little bit with them, but not to the extent that it's going to make you feel badly about yourself either. Mm-hmm. Get, get, so it's a fine line. Right. But, you know, sometimes doing things, having the support of friends can definitely help. And I think it's interesting that I think as we, at least as we get older, we tend to find that, that our friends share a lot of the same values. Right. Therefore, by default, I mean, so many of my friends are either nutritionists mm-hmm. or yoga doers or teachers. Because we share a common interest. Yes, that's and interesting. I, and I think that that just naturally starts to occur. That's very, very interesting. So in other words, you know, try to, you know, if you want to change something, try the people who have maybe mastered it and then start hanging out with them. Maybe that would help you. It, it might. You know, I also read that it's really important to change your environment to help you with your Well, your that kind start. of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But yes, you know, I've always said it's like preparing yourself for battle. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go into a battle, at least in the olden days, without an armor. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what people did. Mm-hmm. So I look at the same way as changing behaviors. Back to you want to sleep more. I mean, maybe you should see if your environment for sleeping. Is your room dark? Mm-hmm. Do you have maybe night noise, to, a white noise to, to play that might help you to fall asleep easier? Uh, certain things, maybe you might need a little lavender oil. So how are you setting up your environment? Is your, how's your bedding? Uh, all those kinds of things. So depending upon what you want to do, you know, you want to study more. Okay, so what's the environment for that? Where could you go? Does the library work for you? 
If not, then maybe you need to create a better environment. Maybe it is not in your dorm room. Maybe it is in your dorm room. Know you and set it up so it can work in your favor and not against you. You know, I, yeah, it's funny. You, interesting you said that about sleep because uh, I've read this and, and I've done this where do not, you know, if you want to go to sleep and get good sleep, do not watch Netflix in your bed on your laptop. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. I, I know. And right. you know what else? Detach from your phone. Right. Okay? Don't be checking Instagram right before you go to sleep. Right. Because those who ever liked your post, it will still be there in the morning. Right, right, right. And if they didn't like it, then you're going to be... And they didn't like it, they're probably not going to. And that's okay, too. <laughs> who cares? That's right. Who cares? So what about keeping a journal or something, you know, on your phone or something to keep you on track? For some people, that is a must. Okay, mm. is journaling your experience, being accountable, putting it down there, seeing it, and, and even sometimes doing it old school, getting a really pretty notebook mm -hmm. and maybe even a cool pen, which you'll call your journal pen, and writing it down. I think that for some people, journaling is important. For others, it's going to seem like another chore that mm. they don't want to do. They're going to resent it. Mm. And therefore, I would say, nope, not for you. You know, you don't necessarily, you, if you want to get high tech, there are apps now, right? Aren't oh, there's there a ton of apps that can hold you accountable. Or let's think about how many people are wearing some kind of wearable device right. that tracks everything. Yes, I'm pointing to mine on my left uh, wrist. I still need one because I really complain I don't sleep. And I would like to see if my... The app ends up telling me differently. That, yeah, no, I do. I have a Fitbit on, and um, let me tell you something. It This thing tells me everything, including my horoscope. So I just absolutely love it. So, <laughs> so it's really, oh, really good. I like that. I didn't know it does yeah, that. Yeah, it does everything. Oh. For me, for me, it does everything. So do you have like any, you. Yeah, do you any, have any um, apps in mind? I found a few, but I'm just curious to see if you use any. You know, I mean, I like ones to keep people to help decrease stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. I do like those, like Calm mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. Chill. They also can give you little notifications throughout the day. Um, so I kind of like that. I mean, I will say one that's been around forever that I still think is could be good for exercise is my fitness blog yeah, yeah, okay. um, or my fitness pal, excuse yes. me. I mean, I think that could still be a good one. I, I think it's funny. I'm going to say whichever one you can stick to right. because I download a thousand apps. I try it out for one second, then I forget about it. Right, right. I found a couple of Habitica. Which ones? Habitica. And it turns habit forming into a game, which I think Ooh, is really That could I, be fun. I, I love games. Yeah, you, okay, I'll send you a link to that one. Yes, and, could you? Yes. And there's also one that I, I I found called Fabulous. And you know how I used to love, I love that word. I always say everything's fabulous. <laughs> uh, but, but it covers several habits associated with your well being. Like, you know. I've never heard of this one. Yes, yes. I'm but, I well, do also love the name because, yes. Joan, you are fabulous. I don't, don't try to get on the good side of me so I send you a Fitbit. So, but, but what Fabulous does, it really it like kind of sends you these positive messages to, to stretch or to meditate or help nice. you if you're well-being. And it kind of gives you that positive feedback, which we know um, which is really Which I think good. everybody needs. Drawn straight. You know, I mean, yeah. positivity feeds positivity. Right. Right, right. And what about the negativity? I mean, about stumbling. Just help us because, you know. Well, that's going to happen. Okay. Okay, so we should expect, the one thing we can expect is that sometimes we will stumble. But what's more important is how we respond to that. And it's just getting right back up there, brushing off the dirt, whatever you want to call it, and moving on 
and moving on. Okay, give, okay? give me it, something positive that we could say to ourselves when we stumble so we get back on. You just say, that's okay, self. You know, you gave it a good shot. You'll do it again. Right. I mean, you know, failure is part of progress. Mm. One needs to remember that mm -hmm. because just as easily as you fell off sometimes, you can most likely easily get back on. Yeah, we all know because we're old, but we have more failures than successes. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, some of us. <laughs> uh, we, I have more failures than successes, and I, I learned nothing yeah. from my successes. I've learned everything from my failures. You, well, you do. That's where you learn. Right. I've that is it. where it sounds corny. Right. Okay, but that is where the growth is. Right. Because you're right. Because when I can't do something, I say, well, remember 10 years yeah, ago and when I couldn't try, do it? I mean, that's also the thing. I mean, that's you right. got to try. You're right. So we talk about starting these new habits. Don't be afraid. Right. Just start. Right. I mean, that's the big thing. Don't let the fear of failure prevent you from eat, from trying. Because at the end of the day, what matters is the end result. Right. doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. It just means that you've given it your all, and, and, and that's what's important. Right. Okay, so Miss Carrie Gans here, from what I'm getting is that you're going to go small steps. Yes. Small steps. You're going to okay, be okay with failure, and you're yep. going to surround yourself then, it sounds like, with people who are going to lift you up, as you said, and support you. Yeah, but ultimately, you're your best motivator. Right, right. Okay. So, yes, all those things. You're right. Are important. And um, then some. Yep. There you go. That we can't say just in 30 minutes. Right. We can't. We'll have to have you back. Well, okay. Miss Carrie Gans, thank you so much for your wisdom. She's the author of The Small Change Diet. And Carrie, I can't thank you enough for being on Spot On. Thank you. And I can't thank you enough for having me as your guest. Spot On is sponsored by the Wellbeing Project here at Boston University. This project is a new campus-wide initiative to support students' health and wellness during their time at the university. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about the Wellbeing Project. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. Please subscribe to Spot On on your favorite podcast app for new episodes every week. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joan Salgy Blake. And also like our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?